Ready for some word today? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I've got so much to say. I've got so many series in my heart. (laughs) I've got some things going on. And a lot of times it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do right now? I believe I got the right direction, though. So let's, let's start here in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. The, the Scripture says here, Paul writes, And he himself, himself is Jesus there, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Now, that's commonly referred to as the five-fold ministry, all right? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. Five-fold ministry. He says, uh, well, why were, why were they given? Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. Now, how many know the saints, what the saints are? The saints are not dead people. All right, the saints are all those who have been born again into the family of God. You've been set apart by the Lord. So the fivefold ministry is given to equip the saints to do ministry, to do the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, to build up, edify the body of Christ. Verse 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man. In other words, they've been given for a certain time frame, and that is till everyone comes to a, knowledge, a unity of the faith, knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man. What, what, what do we mean perfect? Well, they're here till we're all perfect, right? Right, that's what the Scripture said. All right. Perfect doesn't always mean flawless, though. Perfect has to do with maturity. It has to do with uh, uh, wholeness and completion and uh, being perfect of heart, but also growing up. He says, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the perfect or mature person is not just talking about a physically mature person. Not just talking about someone who's got street smarts. huh? Talking about someone who has grown up into Christ. Grown up into the fullness of the stature of Christ. Verse 14, that, or how many know you could say, so that. That, so that. In other words, all this takes place so that we should no longer be children. Something wrong with children? (laughs) Well, there's something wrong if someone stays a child. How old are you? I'm 45. Uh, But you look like you're (laughs) 8. Something wrong with that. That we should no longer be children. What, what, What does that look like? Tossed to and fro. Carried about with every wind of doctrine. This is some of the characteristics of children. They're tossed. They're inconsistent. They're up one day, down the next. They're believing one day. They're in doubt the next day. They're not, they don't have a consistency in their lives. And they're carried about with winds of doctrine. They're quick to fall for things. You could say spiritual gullibility. You know, they're, they'll fall for wrong beliefs and doctrines. They're quick to believe everything that, that, that is said that is not true. Uh, he said, by the trickery of men in cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up. Everybody say grow up. In all things into him who is the head 
Christ. So there is a growing up that's available to us. But it's not, again, talking about a, a physical type of maturity. It is a growing up into Christ. So, now watch. It's one thing to be in Christ. We've talked about that recently. In Christ happens instantaneously. You were out of Christ. You were in Adam. Now you're in Christ. You were once lost, but now you're found. All right? So you were, we, were, we were lost in sin, but now we're born again. But this is different now. This is not instantaneous. This is not just a decision that we make. But this is a result of receiving special ministry, the anointing that is upon the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. All these things result in a person being able to, um, uh, to grow up in all things into Him who is the head of Christ. So I don't just need to grow and develop. I need to grow into Him. Would it be possible to grow into anything else? Yeah? Yeah. But I need to grow into Him. Uh, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now, uh, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about spiritual growth. All right, there's 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 physical growth. There's there's growth in some natural areas. There, there there's there's growing that takes place that we what might refer to as spiritual. I'll explain that in a technical way as we go along here. But how many understand that? In one real sense, we are all growing. In a very real sense, we could say that every single person here is growing. But we're not all necessarily growing in the right direction. (laughs) And, or we could say it this way, growing the right way. The Bible speaks of growth in a number of areas. It speaks of individuals who grow worse. Well, that's certainly not our goal, but people do at times grow worse. Uh, It speaks of those who grow weary, grow weary. Maybe you found yourself growing weary. Well, we don't want to grow that way either. Uh, It talks about those who grow wanton, or that that has to do with promiscuity. They grow in a promiscuous way. Uh, There are individuals in Scripture who grow cold, grow cold. Maybe you've recognized that in yourself or others that people have at times grown cold, meaning they weren't cold, they didn't start cold, they had a fire to them, they had, a, had some good things going on, but because of various things and choices they made, they grew cold. And then thank God there's another type of growth that we just read in, in Ephesians chapter 4, and that is those who grow what? Up. There are those who grow up. And this is something that we should all desire. Uh, How is your life going? I don't need a verbal response. But I pause for effect. (laughs) So you can think about things concerning your own life. Because we're here to make a difference. We're here to uh, effect positive change in all of our lives. uh, But how is your life going? Spiritually speaking, are you going up or are you going down? 
Are you getting better or worse? Are you growing? You know, are you growing, like we said, worse or weary or wanton? Is your love for God growing cold or or are you, can you recognize that you are getting stronger as you go daily? I mean, I know we can't always uh, recognize that from day to day, but over longer periods of time, can you recognize that you're growing stronger, that you're growing um, up, that you're, you're gaining a perspective, a spiritual kingdom perspective that you once lacked? I'll come back to that in, in, in a little bit. But look with me over at 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter. You see, in the Bible, when we talk about being a child, that is actually praised in some regard. Remember, it is a good thing to have childlike what? Faith. It's a good thing to have childlike faith because oftentimes when people grow up uh, naturally speaking, not spiritually, but they grow up naturally speaking, they no longer have childlike faith. It's hard to convince them to believe anything. But a, ch- a, ch- a child is often very quick to, to accept the promises of God. You just tell them, this is what the Lord said, and this is what He said He would do. Okay, bam, and they'll act on it and receive it and do it, and, and, and good things happen there. Uh, we are to emulate Children, in some regards, you know, the innocence of a child can be very, uh, a very positive thing as well. However, there are many other things about childhood that we certainly don't want to slip into and fall into that, that trap of. We don't want to be like children in, the, in regards to understanding. All right, we don't want to be children in in regards to things like like selfishness. How many know children come into this world knowing one word? me, <laughs> right? And we're supposed to grow out of that and grow up from those type of things. There's some instability and things that, that, are, that, that could be descriptive of someone who is a child naturally, and we don't want to emulate those characteristics at all. Look at this verse here in 1 Corinthians 14 and 20, 14, 20. It reads, brethren, do not be children, period. No, no, no. You're supposed to interrupt me when I say that and say, no, that doesn't say that. 1420, brethren, do not, do not be children in understanding. However, however, uh, in malice, be babes. Now, that's not talking about good looking people, right? In malice, be, image, be babes in the sense of you don't know a lot about it. But in understanding, be mature. In understanding, be mature. See, how many know a lot of times in our society that just the opposite is, is true? I mean, we talk about some worldly stuff. We talk about some, really, some evil stuff because, you know, quite frankly, most of, the, most of our country consumes media on, in vast, large amounts. And the morality of that media is, has been declining Year after year after year after year after year, and it gets more. There's more ungodliness and more graphic stuff in it. And and uh, you know, I saw a movie preview recently, and it said something about grisly something in it. Grisly images in this movie. I thought, is this about bears? This must be a bear movie. <laughs> grisly bears. We should go see that. 
Anyway, that's not true, but it's anyway. They're coming up with new descriptions. How do we describe what these filmmakers have created here? We'll call it grisly. Yikes! I don't even know want to know what that is. But how many know we consume all this stuff? And what what's happening is we are not babes when it comes to what's what's the word used there? Malice. We're not babes when it comes to worldly and evil stuff and that kind of thing. But we're oftentimes experts and we know all about it and can tell people about it. That's not something to be praised. That's not a compliment to us when we really know all the, the stuff in the world. Now, if you come out of the world, you've been living in the world, you probably are there and, and you probably know a lot about it. But here's what we want to do is begin to minimize and reduce our exposure to evil things and that kind of stuff, but increase our exposure and our knowledge of and our, our, our acceptance of things that are of God. Again, he said, he said here, but in understanding, be mature. Understanding of what? Well, how about understanding of the Lord, His ways, His plan, the love of God, mercy and compassion and, and these type of things, the victory that is ours in Christ. We should have a deep understanding of these type of things so i can see in scripture that in one sense i should be a babe but in in another sense i should be very mature and developed uh, in regards to those subjects look at hebrews chapter 5 let's take a look at another passage related to this hebrews the fifth chapter over here in the in the 12th verse the bible talks about this some more you know, different context, different group of people being written to, but you see some of the same themes and the same, this same Bible truth that's evident. Verse 12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. What's he saying to these, to these Hebrews? Uh, well, he's not praising them. He's not saying, boy." He's saying, Give me a break. You guys, have been, you guys have been believers for all this time. You should be teaching other people. But i got to teach you again. we got to go back to the very beginning with you guys. You should be the teachers, yet you still have to be taught. If that was true concerning them, is it possible that same principle is existing today? That some people ought to be further down the road than they are. He said, you have come to need milk. And not solid food. Well, that, what's that a picture of? Well, who needs milk? I, I realize we can all drink milk, especially in ice cream form. Uh, that would be of God. Uh, but he's talking about babies, right? Babies, when they're newborns, they, they, they have to have milk. They're just, that's their full sustenance there, is they can only drink milk. They can't handle solid food. And he's telling these guys that. Now, he's not talking naturally that they're just they're drinking milk. and uh, No, he's talking about their spiritual diet. He's talking about the words that they can handle, the understanding, the truths, the revelation that they can handle. He said, you guys, you guys need to go back on the bottle. You should be beyond this. You should be handling some good stuff. You should be teachers yourself. But no, we've got to go back and give you the bottle. Verse 13, for everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled. So only means even though a person is mature, they can still have some milk. Right? Just because you're not a baby anymore, you can still have milk. Like I said, 
in different forms, um, or just straight. Uh, he said, they partake only of milk. This person is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. So we can see another characteristic here. This immature person, what defines them? They are unskilled. They're not skilled. They don't have any experience. They, don't have, they haven't put to use the things that they've heard, so they are not skillful in spiritual matters. All right, in the word of righteousness. But solid food, verse 14, belongs to those who are of full age. Notice that language of full age. That, not, not, not talking chronologically. Not talking about this person's 20, this person's 50. No, no, no. But this is a full age in a different way. That is, those who by reason of use, by reason of what? Use, have had their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So using, you can see as another important principle here, using what we've got uh, end result of that is exercise, and you can know what I should do, what I shouldn't do, what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's evil. Praise the Lord. Everybody okay so far? All right. So, now, the, the Word of God speaks to us. We've seen some of it already. But about uh, spiritual conditions. We know, we, we've talked recently about the realities of passed from death unto life and and how we've come into Christ and old things have passed away, all things have become new. But think about some of the language. We see in John 3, 3 about how how Jesus said you must be born again. And so he said you must be born of water and of spirit. That's a natural birth and a spiritual birth. Okay, so we know spiritually speaking um, that the Bible refers to our salvation as a birth, right? It's a starting point. It's a new beginning. But a person starts off as it, with a spiritual birth. Then also the, the Bible talks, and I can give you all these references, but we'll look some more at these later, but talks about a person being a baby, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, a person can be a baby. Paul referred to the, those individuals as, as carnal, as babes in Christ. All right, And then we read from Ephesians 4 about being children. He said that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro. And then we read here in Hebrews chapter 5 about individuals becoming of full age. Okay, And so there is a, con- there is a continued description of, of, of believers, of Christians in the Bible about them being in various places of development, of skillfulness, of spiritual maturity we might we might call it now when i say spiritual maturity I, I here's what i don't mean and this is where we have to rightly divide the word of truth i don't mean that when someone's born again they have a little tiny baby spirit and that over time their spirit grows like a physical body would and gets bigger and bigger until eventually they have an adult spirit Okay, I think there's a real spiritual truth to this where when someone is born again, uh, the Bible says we're complete in him. Okay, so there is a fully developed, fully mature, if you will, spirit inside of every person who's been saved. Okay, you have the full righteousness of God. You have all the benefits of your salvation in your spirit. All right. So there's, in one sense, we, we could say there's nothing lacking in a person who's come to Christ. But yet we see this other 
theme running side by side with that spiritual truth that people do develop. And I, I believe this is a development that really takes place in the soul. So our spiritual growth is, is really a spiritual growth that takes place in our understanding, in our skill set. All this thing, these things are really soul-based. When I, when I say soul, mind, will, emotions, intellect, that kind of thing is your soul. But it's a matter of getting our, our intellect, our soulish part of us, caught up to the spiritual side of us. You, you remember James said that, that in, in uh, James uh, chapter 1, he talked about receiving the, um, the engrafted word unto the saving of your soul. Remember that? To say, he's talking to Christians, receiving the word, the implanted word, to the saving of their soul. Well, he's not saying these guys weren't born again. Not saying they weren't going to heaven. But he's saying the word of God needs to transform you in the way that you deal with your thoughts, your emotions, your mind. You need to have a greater understanding in your life. Uh, and, and it's going to come as a result of hearing and receiving this implanted word and letting it do a work in your life. So, everybody okay so far? I feel like I'm kind of real technical here. All right. Uh, here, 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 here's the deal. Maturity now should be the goal of all of us. We've got to recognize its existence, though. Uh, it's not wrong to be immature. You know, if someone t- tells their two-year-old, you're just so immature. Well, of course they are. <laughs> they're, they're supposed to be. But how many know they're just not supposed to stay that way? And the reality is, our church, if we're doing the Great Commission, if we're receiving people into a new relationship with God, we will always have immature people in our church. We will. If we don't have any immature people, then we... I was going to say, then we got a problem, but here's the deal. I was, I was going to get to this later. If someone's really mature, they're producing new immature people. So, really, it's not possible to have a church full of mature people. Only. Absolutely impossible. Because either they all, they, they could all be old. <laughs> they could have all been around a while. They all might think they're mature. But if they're really mature, they're doing something to reach other people and bring them in. So a church is always going to be uh, consisting of those in various stages of development and growth and understanding. And uh, that's why, for some of you who think, this is too basic for me today. You're not the only one here. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) And and, and that's an immature thought process, too, by the way. (laughs) Because that goes back to it's all about me, which is immature, which means you're not as mature as you thought, which means you need this message. Thank you, Lord. We're in the right place. So again, it's not wrong to be immature. It's just wrong to stay that way. You know, little Jimmy is three years old, and you're walking through the mall, and he says, hold me, hold me, and, you know, wants to be held or pushed in a stroll or something like that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But how many know when he's 12, if he's still saying that? (laughs) Johnny, your voice has changed. Uh, Get out of the stroller. (laughs) And shave, would you please? Uh, 
<laughs> and so, if, if maturity now, if the if this were easy, everyone would be mature. The deal with this is it's not like physical maturity. As long as you stay alive, you're gonna, your body is going to grow. There's some differences when it comes to spiritual stuff that uh, a person can exist for a long time and not. And not, not grow. And if it were easy, everyone would be fully developed and they'd be strong. And there's some great benefits to this that, that I'll get to as we go along. But um, oftentimes, the young believe they are mature when just the opposite is true. How many, how many know par- parents, you know, I know there's some teenagers in here. Sometimes you guys who watch out, you fall into this trap naturally. But parents know if you've had teenagers, they oftentimes think they're more mature than they are. Don't they? They do. And you recognize something that they don't recognize. You see it from a perspective that they just, it's impossible for them to have. And I don't mean that they're all in the same area. Some do mature naturally uh, faster than others. But um, it's often the young. This is also true from a spiritual perspective. Often those who are young spiritually believe about themselves that they are further down the road than they actually are. And I, re- I realize it's, it's very difficult for someone to self-diagnose and say, I'm Sir, I'm this mature. You really don't know that. All you know is that maybe you are more developed than you used to be. I can recognize that about myself. I'm further along than I used to be. Am I fully grown, fully developed in spiritual things? Well, I'm going to have to say no, but I can't really chart myself. I can only see it from where I'm at. You know what I mean by that? It's kind of like if, if you were in... If you had your table set, your your kitchen table, with, uh, you know, plates and uh, food and, and, and different, you know, decorations and different things like that, your tablecloth had a certain design in it and pattern and, and had it was all set up uh, in a certain way, looked real nice. How many know a young child, being of short stature, could walk up to that table and, and let, let, let's let's just say this is table height right here to this this pulpit. They 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 they're looking at that table, right here. Do they see the table? They they do. Is what they see true? Yeah, they're they're seeing it in the in the way that it is. But is is what they see complete? Absolutely not. It's it's not complete. But it is accurate for where they're at. They're seeing what they're seeing. They're seeing a profile view of a lot of things on that table. And reality is there are a lot of things in that, on that table they can't even see at all, depending on their height, depending on their perspective, depending on their growth. As they grow up, though, things start to look a little different. Things take on a different perspective. Many of us have walked into buildings or you know, churches or uh, different facilities, homes that we lived in or visited as a child. And if you've gone back as an adult, you walk in and it looks quite different, doesn't it? Oftentimes really small. Wow, it's so much smaller in here. 
No, you're twice as big <laughs> or three times as big or four times the size that you were. At, you have a totally different perspective. And so it just looks different. It feels different from this place. This is also true from a spiritual growth and development standpoint. How, to, how do you describe to a person who is at a certain level, who, has a, who hasn't grown, hasn't developed, they don't have the understanding yet, they're not a bad person because of it, but how do you explain to them everything on the table? How can you explain certain truths, certain kingdom realities? You can't. You can tell them, they just won't see it. They just won't recognize everything that you're saying. They won't fully grasp it. They'll say, but, 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 but this, but, but this. Well, yes, from where you're seeing it, I can see why you would uh, explain it that way. But I got to tell you, you have to tell little Jimmy sometimes, you've just got to trust your mom and dad here. I can see more than you see. There is more to this. As you grow, you'll see it too. You'll recognize what's happening, what's going on here. But for right now, enjoy the view and trust those who have gone before you that they see more. They see it from a different perspective. And I tell you what, there is great benefit to growth. You do see more. You're able to handle things in life better. You're able to see and understand and and make decisions from a a different perspective, from a developed and godly point of view, as opposed to just being, you know, making decisions with just a little bit of information. Everybody okay? So we must recognize a need for our growth. Otherwise, we might just cruise along and kind of stay in the same condition, same position that we are. As we go along uh, in this series, I'll identify certain characteristics that reflect those who are of different ages uh, in a spiritual sense and what it takes to overcome those, what it takes to move beyond those. Because if we don't recognize, we'll stay in that same position. Spiritually speaking, some people stay in the same place for a very long time because they run into the same challenges, they run into the same opposition, and they never do what it takes to get over the hump. Because sometimes it's uncomfortable. You know, maybe growing pains or something of that nature. It's just not fun. It's just, "Ah, I don't want to do that. I'm more comfortable right here. Right? I like my thumb. Makes me feel good. Okay. But, you know, if you're going to grow up and be accepted by the adult world, <laughs> at some point, you're going to have to pull it out. It's just not socially acceptable at the boardroom. First <laughs> Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 15 it reads this way, but he who is spiritual judge all, judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Watch, spiritual in that context is contrasting carnal or immature. The spiritual or mature person, what do they do? They rightly judge all things. How do they rightly judge all things? They're able to. They've developed. They're discerners of both good and evil. And they've gotten to that place not overnight, not just because 
they're, they're, they, they love God and God loves them. No, because they've gone through some things, they've developed and matured in such a way where now they have greater discernment. This is not a gift. This is not a gift of discernment of, of some kind. No, it's a development. All of us can and should be discerning. But others look on them, the immature, those in the world look on them. They can't figure them out. They don't know what's going on, but they're in a perspective where they are able to rightly judge things. Now, let me, let me give you, in, in finishing up for this, this first day in this series, let me give you five things that do not indicate maturity. Five things that do not indicate maturity. Number one, number one, knowledge of the Bible. Knowledge of the Bible and maturity are not synonymous. They are not synonymous. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1 says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Is it possible to have a lot of knowledge and not a lot of love? (laughs) Absolutely the case. You can be a biblical encyclopedia, you know, got... You, you, you can have a whole lot of knowledge when it comes to the Scriptures, being able to quote things and, and know about history. And th- this is one of the reasons why I believe the subject matter that we deal with, the things that we teach, need to be chosen wisely and in line with the, with the Spirit, of course, so that it's not just we go out of here with a bunch of knowledge of events and things and places, but we go out of here with something that can be used, something that can be practically uh, applied to our lives to the end result we develop and we grow um, as a result of using that okay so it's one thing to quote verses it's another thing to live them uh, in in jesus day the pharisees were the the word experts of their day they were you might be one who you've studied a lot and, and again i'm not saying don't do that by any means all right, but you may study a lot. You may listen to uh, ministry on TV and on the radio or on the internet, and just just saturate yourself. Again, that's a very positive thing, but that's not synonymous with being de- with being developed and being mature in spiritual things. I'm going to get to the how those things take place, but don't think that just knowledge. Well, I know this, and I know this, and I've heard this, and I've studied this. Big whoop de doo. There's some other key factors that need to be in play here, all right? If that bothered you, you might want to... <laughs> I'm just saying it might be an indication of something. I'm just saying. I... Number two, things that do not indicate maturity is frequent church attendance. Frequent church attendance. Now, obviously, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you not to be frequent in your church attendance. But let's, let's, we just need to separate, separate and distinguish between these, 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 uh, these things that you can be, it's possible for someone to be a church attender for many, many years and not be developed, not be spiritually mature. All right, number three, number three, spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts. It's very possible for someone to have giftings in their life, be able to prophesy and have a word of knowledge and have a word of wisdom and and have different things, you know, healing flowing through them and all kinds of good stuff. That's not, those are all good things. That's not synonymous, though, with being mature, all right? The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 7 that that church, that they came behind in no gift. This is, if you know Scripture at all, 
for you Bible scholars out there. You know the Corinthian church was very immature. They had a lot of problems. It was a pastor's worst nightmare in, in some regards with all the problems they had. But yet Paul told them right from the beginning, you come behind in no gift. That means they had the gifts of the Spirit really just flowing through their, their lives. They had services where power was happening. God was speaking. Great things were happening, but that did not indicate that they were mature. They had a whole lot of immaturity in their, in their church. Number four, number four is natural ability. Natural ability. Natural ability does not indicate spiritual uh, maturity. What am I talking about? Uh, I'm talking about, well, really, natural ability in any way. But oftentimes in church, we, we, we might think someone who can, uh, who's got a musical gift. Well, man, they're, oh, they're so awesome. They could be very immature spiritually and still be a good singer, good, in, good, good you know, in, <clears throat> musician, instrument player, uh, uh, someone who can act, someone who can do those type of things, or someone who's very charismatic. You can be very charisma- have a charismatic personality, be outgoing, and, and do a lot of things that are attracting uh, others to you, but that's not the same as. It's not equal to maturity. And number five, number five, someone could be, um, well, the thing that doesn't indicate in, uh, maturity is having been saved a long time. Having been saved a long time. So I've been, I got saved in 1953. Okay, pull your thumb out of your mouth and let's get some work done. I say that joking because, you know, that person might be very mature, might be very developed. But just a a passage of time, again, we saw that in Hebrews 5. Paul said, by this time you ought to be teachers. By this what? Time. Time had passed, but they had not moved with time. Okay? On On the flip side of this, is it possible to be mature without any time? I would say no. Now, definitely people can speed things up. Some can move at a faster pace. But I'm telling you, someone was born again last week. They're, no matter if they spent all day and all night, 24 hours a day in word and prayer and, and, and soul winning and, 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 and doing all kinds of things, it just is what it is. Okay, It does take time to do the things that we're going to talk about to have these things in play, but time passing is not automatic. Many of us could probably recognize that there have been periods in our life where we didn't grow at all. We wasted some time. We reacted incorrectly to circumstances around us. As a result, we didn't go up. We sometimes even went the opposite direction. All right? And so it is uh, not the passage of time that causes a person to grow. Now, Again, the reality is that any of these five things, the lack of them could indicate immaturity. The mature person, are they going to have knowledge? Absolutely. Knowledge of, of spiritual things, of the Word of God, of the ways of the kingdom. Are they going to be a part of a, a local body? Absolutely. Are they going to have spiritual gifts? I mean, everyone's been given gifts. They're not all the same or all equal. Are they going to have... Natural ability, well, everyone's naturally able in some way, but again, that's not directly tied. Um, is a mature person someone who's been saved for a while, at least? Yeah. 
But what's important here is that we recognize some of the benefits of this, the desire for, uh, the necessity for all of us to grow, and then um, we see where we're at and make sure that we're moving forward. All right? Worst thing to do is just stop. Because then a year from now, five years from now, we'll be in the same place that we are. Time's going to pass. And if we'll do the right thing with our time, we can be in a better place tomorrow than we are today. Amen. Stand up with me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The band's coming out. Let's worship the Lord for a few minutes longer or more than a few if we want. And uh, let's talk to the Lord. Let's let Him minister to our hearts. Let's, hop, let's live by faith here this morning as we worship and as we sing and give praise to the King.